0: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Joey from the So Wizard Podcast. Proud members of the Pulse Podcast Network's TixBlitz is the official ticket provider of the Pulse Podcast Network. Check it out.
1: Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixBlitz, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixBlitz just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts and more with tickflix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixBlitz. That's TixBlitz.com. tisdlit zcom Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. This
0: is so wizarding.
1: Hi there, this is Johnny Ganache. And it's Sir John. Blue Skywalker. And the Manster. And we're the team here at Pine O' Comics, a wonderful podcast and radio show. And you are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. you are thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time.
0: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 240 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: Oh, I was trying to think of some really cool intro, but I couldn't. <laughs> I blew it.
0: <laughs> you tried your best and failed miserably. The lesson <laughs> yeah. is never to try.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And the expert, Mr. Marquis marcellus Reagans.
3: Higher, further, faster, baby.
0: Let's do it. You are listening to so wizard podcast three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the pulse podcast network this week. We're going to talk a little bit of nerdy news, and then we have a full review of the newest movie in the Marvel cinematic universe, Captain Marvel. So get ready to go lower, closer, and slower (laughs) with us. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Mark Ellis Regans, tell us, Mark Ellis, how is your week going?
3: Uh, Week is going all right. Uh, Nothing too major. I finally, finally was able to finish uh, the last season of Atlanta. Uh, There was a couple of episodes that I missed before the finale, uh, but I had a little time yesterday and or actually I woke up like in the middle of the night and I'm like, eh. I could watch Avengers and just drive my neighbors crazy or I could just finish watching Atlanta. Uh so I finished that and I still think that show is the best show of the year. Um it's amazing. If you haven't watched it, uh Atlanta on FX with uh, Donald Glover, it's so good. It's so good. I highly implore everyone to watch it.
0: Hot Atlanta. That's right. That's right. Awesome. What about you, Aubrey? What's going on in your world this week?
2: Uh nothing much. Um yeah, not that much. <laughs> I watched the show called Working Moms, or at least I started it. And there's some parts that are <laughs> a little bit weird, and I don't know if I so much enjoy them. But uh, there, are, there are other parts where I'm like, "Holy fuck, this show is perfect." There's one part where this mom is like dragging her child down the street, and the child is screaming and causing a fit. You know, when you're a parent, you know exactly what that looks like, where they're just throwing their weight back and you're dragging them. And um, this mom is sitting there having lunch and she screams at the little girl. She's like, shut up. Your mom's an angel and you're a fucking monster. (laughs) (laughs) And the the mom of the child looks at her and goes, thank you. (laughs) And I was like, oh. This show. So th- there's points where I'm like, Jesus, this show is just perfect, and then there's points where I'm like, Oh, this is a little awkward, but it's what I've been doing this week.
3: Where where can people uh, where can people watch that show?
2: It's on Netflix. There's actually a couple of seasons to it. I thought it was I thought it just came out because I've never seen it before. Yeah. Um, but it's actually been out since like 2017, and I think I think it's on its like third season.
3: Wow. Was it a Netflix like original or is it like a? Yeah.
2: Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Good. And it's Canadian too. So ah. it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never seen it. It just popped up on my Netflix as a suggestion. It's like Netflix. You've known me for how many years now? And this is your suggestion <laughs> now. What the fuck's going on with you? But yeah, it, it's it's perfect. I love it.
0: Awesome. Very good. Uh, I wish I had anything even remotely interesting to report, but all I've been doing is working and sleeping. I'm all discombobulated from daylight savings time. Yeah. Do they have that everywhere in the world, or is that just us crazy people in America?
3: Yeah, there's even some parts of America that don't have it at all. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wish
0: we didn't have it at all.
3: No, it's, it? it's good because it will for people like me that leave work at five o'clock. You know, it's nice that, that there's still some sunlight when I leave the office. So it works good for me. I don't mind it. Hmm. Yeah. That's not going to help you at all. Joey.
0: <laughs> yeah. I When I go to bed, it's light out. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. I was at work last night and like I was, we were talking out about off podcast. I, I was doing some, we had our break, I was doing some work and then I looked at my phone and it was two o'clock and boom, it was three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, Oh fuck. What? <laughs> so yeah, I'm all discombobulated, but other than that, I'm good. So Enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, tell the listeners where they can find more. So Wizard Podcast.
3: All right. So everybody can go to so com, where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll also find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, You'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on our website. You click on that big A, you do your shopping, you receive your products from Amazon, and that way you'll be helping out this little podcast called So Wizard. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so click on it and get at us at social media. You can also subscribe to our uh, podcast through Apple Podcasts. And uh, while you're there, give us a five-star review. Uh, You can also find our show on the Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone. Uh, We're also on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. And you can also stream our show through my favorite way of listening to podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you can also support us through our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. Uh, for a small donation, you will receive extra content from SoWizard. Uh, shout out to all of our podcasting buddies all over the world. Back to you, Joey.
2: Hello, ladies. I'd like to spend a little quality
0: time with this sexy part,
3: huh? I figure we have a lot of female listeners uh, for this particular episode. That's right. That's right, ladies. <laughs> All
0: right, Mark Let's talk about what's going on in the world of nerd this week.
1: Yo, pluck it up. It's time for the news.
3: All right. So this week in nerdy news, um, a little update on some news that we reported last week. We we're talking a little bit about Will Smith not being able to return to the Suicide Squad sequel, The Suicide Squad. Uh, he bowed out. Uh, they announced that he wasn't going to do it. But then right after that, they announced that uh, his character Deadshot will be in Suicide Squad and he will be now played by Don Cheeto. No, I'm sorry. Uh, by Idris Elba, uh, Idris Elba, he of Luther, or as I like to say, Lufa, in Pacific Rim and Thor Ragnar, uh, or the Thor series, is now jumping ship over to the DC side, and he will now be playing Deadshot. I think this is awesome. I'm very excited for this. What do you guys think of Idris Elba stepping into Will Smith's shoes? Uh, let's start with Aubrey.
2: You know, I actually think this is a good move. I think it'll be, I think he's going to do a great job. I love him in Thor, and I just think he's going to do great.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, Joey, what
0: about you? Well, I guess uh, Jen will want to see The Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I love Ildris Alba. I think he's a fucking fantastic actor. Um, He's usually in some really shitty crap, though. Yeah. Poor guy. I guess uh, private school is not cheap, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, even when he's in bad stuff, he's always the best part of it. Yep, that's true. Um, Because he was fantastic in The Dark Tower, even though that movie was shitty. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I like him a lot. I love Will Smith, though, so it's not... Like I'm like, oh, thank God Will Smith is out of here. Like I'm sad that he's not coming back because I did like him as Deadshot, but I'm not gonna be upset that Ilja Alba's taking over either because he's badass and it should be pretty awesome. It's kind of glaring though. I mean, he's old. He's older than Will Smith, right? I don't think so.
3: No, I think he's I think he's younger actually.
0: Hmm. Okay, weird, but it, it's it's a little glaring for a recast, but whatever, it'll work. I mean, it's worked for uh, Marvel with War Machine and. Uh, Bruce, if if you can recast Bruce Banner and not have the general public blink an eye, I'm pretty sure you can handle a recast on Deadshot. So
3: yeah, yeah, and a lot of people didn't really like the Suicide Squad movie anyway. So you know, any change it can't get any worse for a lot of people. Let's put it that way, right? I don't know. I think it's cool. I mean, his time with Marvel is done. We saw what happened to his character in the Avengers movie, so he's free to do whatever he wants. Um, and I also think that maybe Will Smith is. Uh, you know, he's in the Disney camp right now with Aladdin, and he's probably looking at that Black Panther 2 sequel coming up thinking, hey, you know, maybe I can jump on that. And uh, with Marvel's uh, with Marvel's uh, connection with James Gunn being uh, completely cut off, you know, Will Smith probably chose his, his allegiance. Said, you know, I'm not going to work with the guy that Marvel fired. I'd rather work with Marvel slash Disney and get some of that Black Panther money. That's my guess anyway.
0: Well, I don't know who he would play, but... Yeah, it's too. He's too old for Night Thrasher, unfortunately. Hmm. I don't know. He could know. be Blade. Would, <laughs> would you guys buy him as Blade, or is it just it has to be Wesley Snipes? It doesn't have to be Wesley Snipes. Aubrey, could you handle Will Smith as Blade?
2: I don't know. It might be really weird.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I don't care what he plays. He could play <laughs> Iron Man. Just give me a song out of it.
3: No, <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll be Roadie. <laughs> Maybe they'll just recast a, another war machine.
0: If we can get a song on the same level as Wild Wild West out of any of this, I don't care who he plays. Cast um, him as everybody.
3: Amazing. Amazing. Well, he's already got uh Bad Boys 3, Aladdin, and he's gonna go for that Oscar again playing uh Venus and Serena's father in an upcoming movie. So, you know, he's his plate is pretty filled at this point. He doesn't have to come back to the DCEU universe. He doesn't right. He doesn't have to go back.
0: He has a YouTube channel that's actually pretty cool if you are around and on YouTube. And uh, one of his videos is him explaining why he turned down the Matrix. I don't <laughs> know if you guys had seen that or not. I did see that. It It,
3: it makes perfect sense the way that he described it.
0: <laughs> so I would definitely suggest you guys go check that out. But cool.
3: All right, so uh, next up, uh, we have a little bit of disappointing news for people who are fans of the CW TV shows. Uh, One of them is actually going away. Uh, It was announced this week that Arrow will end after season eight. Uh, They're only going to be doing 10 episodes, and then the show will be kaputs. Now, uh, luckily, because of so many other uh, CW shows, The characters in Arrow actually do have a place to go once the show is canceled if they wanted to put those characters somewhere else in the universe. Uh, The the plot point of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths that's coming up, I'm pretty sure that Oliver Queen plays a huge part in that, and that could be one of the reasons why uh, they're going to end the show now. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with Arrow. The only time I watch the CW shows is when they do those crossover events, Um, but I do like his character. I like him as an actor. Um, I'm looking forward to whatever TV show he does next, because I'm pretty sure he's going to be either a cop or an FBI agent. Uh, but uh, I, I like him. I think he's cool. I, it's it's bound to happen with these CW shows that eventually they start falling away. Uh, so what do you think about the end of an era with Arrow? Let's start with Joey. Oof.
0: Well, I, it's it's bittersweet. I'll be honest. With you. It's bittersweet. I think the first season is good. I think the second season of Arrow is god tier uh superhero television Mm -hmm. i don't uh, it's up there with the best i would put season two of arrow right Mm -hmm. alongside stuff like daredevil um uh season four agents of shield like a lot of the like top god tier stuff that you're thinking about like if if, especially if you watch season one to get the backstory into season two of arrow though it's two seasons are fucking awesome (laughs) When he fights uh, Deathstroke, I don't know if you guys had seen that or not. Probably not. Um, Unfortunately, the show goes the fuck off the rails. <laughs> bad in season three, oh. four, five. <laughs> like, um, you know, it, it has good points and bad points. It comes back sometimes to to good, and then it goes off the rails again. I, it has a lot of choices I didn't agree with. It really started focusing way too much on Felicity and. You know, if I think there's a problem with an attractive blonde woman with glasses, you know that there's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I I they did Mr. Terrific Dirty on the show. Uh, One of my favorite characters in D.C. He's the third smartest person in the world, leader of the Justice Society. And on Arrow, he's uh, Felicity's goofy friend that gets beat up all the time. So that was... (sighs) kind of rough but um you know it's kind of run its course i'm glad they're not gonna just keep dragging it out there like supernatural for 16 years i think steven amell's a cool dude um he seems like a really cool guy on social media and interacting with his fans and stuff and those first two seasons were fantastic so you know in crisis uh the original crisis comic book series uh the flash dies and supergirl dies um so we don't know about supergirl yet but maybe Oliver Queen will die instead of the flash. Yep. And, uh, they'll do it that way. So he'll go out like a hero, uh, in the crisis and we'll call it a day. So.
3: All right. Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about the end of arrow?
2: I mean, I haven't watched much of it. Yeah. I think I was on season two. Maybe I haven't even made it through season one. I don't even remember. It's been that long since I watched it. Um, So I don't really care that it's over. I'm kind of glad because then maybe I have a chance of catching up as to how it was even going. I heard that it did get weird towards the end of it, though. So I don't know. Cut a girl some slack, man. (laughs) I need you to cancel all these shows because I can't keep up. (laughs)
3: Seriously. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I got I met Stephen Amell at a bar at DragonCon like a few years ago and he's a very cool dude. Uh, him and his cousin, uh Robbie. And the CW does have another uh Dark and Brooding Hero show coming out this year. So, you know, that that genre will be filled uh with uh, Batwoman. So you know, right. some of those characters can just move over to Gotham.
0: Right. And they have a ton of characters and teams and all sorts of shit to pull from. They don't need to keep arrow on the air for 20 seasons like let it run its course and let the flash run its course and legends and supergirl and then you can bring out you know black lightning and batwoman and maybe green lantern or it was anything like they have a million characters they can pull from but now of course they've got the dc streaming app so i I, it's i just i don't know maybe they're serving too many masters at
3: this point Uh, could be could be well so we wish uh We wish Arrow uh, the best in, oh shit, what's the joy, what's the saying? (laughs) (laughs) So Wizard
0: Podcast would like to wish Stephen Amell and the cast of Arrow all the best in their future
3: endeavors. (laughs) That's it. All right, so then in other movie news, we got a little bit of news regarding one of my favorite writers, Brian K. Vaughn. He has been tapped to write the script for the Gundam movie. A live action Gundam movie is coming soon. And Brian K. Vaughn, who wrote uh, one of my favorite comic books, The Runaways, uh, he also is working on Why the Last Man TV show, uh, executive producing that. And uh, God, there is Saga, there's another book that uh, uh, is really popular with him. Uh, But the fact that he's coming back into the big screen, he had a script that came out, or he had a, a, a script that was like one of the biggest sought-after scripts, like in Hollywood, uh, about the knights, uh, how the Queen of England has knights that has to defend her honor, like Sir uh, Ian McKellen and Sir Elton John, and a a trouble, like a a creature arises and these actual people have to go and fight for the Queen's honor. And I waited for so long to see that movie and it never came out. So I am dying for any kind of Brian K. Vaughn big-screen adventure. Gundam, I think, is is going to be a perfect match for him. Aubrey, how do you feel about the creator of Runaways doing a live-action Gundam movie?
2: I love Gundam,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I really hope that he does it well. I want to see what storyline he's going to do first, because I feel like Pacific Rim is almost like G Gundam, so you you can't really go with that. But if you go with Gundam Wing, that'd yeah. be fucking amazing <laughs> and and any like Gundam 0083 would be fantastic mobile suit Gundam um any is Zeta Gundam I'd I can't wait to see which direction he's gonna take it and which Gundam he's gonna go with um so I'm excited to hear more about it um and kind of see what ideas he has
3: yeah with there being so many Gundam stories there's a good chance he's gonna take like the best elements from each one and just kind of start to set up a whole nother universe i would imagine i could be wrong
2: it, i mean it, it it depends if he sets up a whole new I, I don't know it'd be cool i just want to see some gundams that i've seen before mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah, right on right on. all right joey what about you man huh yeah i'm sure you're a brian k vaughn fan in, in some aspect
0: oh my god yeah he's a fantastic writer um did you either of you guys read why the last man
3: i yeah. read the first like Whatever the first trade was, I read that. Oh, okay. It's
0: fantastic. The ending's a little weird, but it's not a bad ending. It's just a weird ending.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, either you guys reading Saga at all? Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I really do. I really want to read it before they eventually make the live-action movie of that, um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Somewhere in my collection there is issue number one somewhere.
0: Oh, really? That's... You should flip that on eBay if you want to pay some bills. I'm sorry. Not but, like
3: not like an original number one, like a free, oh, a free comic okay. book day. Hey, read this book number one. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, I was going to say I was just selling my Umbrella Academy issues.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, it, it, saga is fucking fantastic. Uh, so I can't wait for that to get adapted into something at some point. But, uh, yeah, this is exciting stuff, man. I just I don't know what storyline they're going to go with. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Aubrey, if you were making a Gundam storyline, not making one, but picking one for like average Joe six pack to go to the movies and see a Gundam movie, which one would you pick?
2: Definitely Gundam Wing. uh, Because I feel like Gundam Wing was the most mainstream Gundam. Uh, When it was on Cartoon Network, everybody watched Gundam Wing. Everybody knows what Gundam Wing is. Everybody's seen at least one episode. So if you want to appeal to the masses, go with a Gundam Wing movie, do it great. And then if that does well, then do the other storylines. Because I feel like more Gundam fans, like once they got it, it, depending on whichever was your first, but the more Gundam fans are going to appreciate the older ones, whereas the majority of the people are going to appreciate Gundam Wing. Mm
3: -hmm. My best friend... Uh, Maluski loved Gundam Wing and loved it so much that he made me watch it. So I'm pretty sure I've watched probably about 98 percent of all of those episodes. There's a so few I missed.
2: I have the whole box set.
3: Oh, nice. Wait, um, I have um, I
2: have that box set. My brother has uh, 0083 Zeta. I think he has C Two. I know he has a couple more.
3: And these are all on DVD, right?
2: Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> At least Gundam Wing is. I think Zeta. No, Zeta might be on DVD too. My Gundam Wing Boxer is old as shit.
3: My buddy had him on videotape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how old they were. Yeah. I don't know. After Alita Battle Angel not
0: doing as good as it could have, or you, do you think the world is ready for more live-action anime?
2: Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? There
3: you go. <laughs>
2: Perfect. Um, I think if they do it right, you know, because it, it, look at Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim is really awesome all on its own, and that's pretty much like a mech movie. So if you do it right, like you did with Pacific Rim, I think it could be great.
3: Yeah, so um, they haven't put out a release date for when it is coming out, but um, we will keep you up to date on the Gundam live-action movie that they've been working right. on forever.
0: Much Yeah, I'd say much like uh, Tobey Maguire is Robotech, I'll, I'll hold my breath.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen, damn it. I hope. Um, all right, so yeah, so that's it. That's pretty much it for like the major news. There's a couple of little small tidbits that it's not really, not really big. Uh, they did start filming the Morbius movie. We got our first look at Jared Leto as Morbius, which is pretty much just a, a picture of Jared Leto. I
0: was gonna say, if, if by first look, you mean Jared Leto <laughs> yeah. staring at the camera?
3: Exactly. Uh, so yeah, nothing of him with like tattoos or. Uh... <laughs> Or a grill in his teeth or no, nothing. No first looks like that. Just a picture of Jared Leto. And uh, they also moved up the date for uh, Maleficent, the uh, Angelina Jolie, where she plays the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty. Uh, they did make a sequel to that. It was supposed to come out next summer, uh, but they moved it up to this October. So uh, and they must have high hopes for getting some of that, uh, that uh, Disney live action adaption movie. Uh, Honestly, the
2: first Maleficent was really good. I did enjoy it.
3: Yeah, I remember not hating it, but I also really liked the uh, what was it? The uh, Huntsman, the Snow White and a Huntsman sequel. I liked that movie a lot too, and nobody liked that. See, I didn't watch that, but (laughs) Uh, but yeah, you know, Disney figured you know with all of the movies coming out this year, we haven't made enough money for 2019, so let's just get Maleficent in 2019 scheduling. Just end the year with as much money as we possibly can get our hands on. Uh, So that's it. That's pretty much all I got for the news. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, be right back after
0: these messages. And then it's time for a full review and reaction to Captain Marvel.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college educated. But most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at PulsePodcastNetwork.com. I'll say it one more time. Marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And we hope to hear from you soon.
0: And we're back. All right, everybody. We all had a chance to see Captain Marvel this weekend. Let's get some non-spoiler impressions, and then Markellis will drop the spoiler drop, delineating when we'll be spoiling everything in the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, one, what's wrong with you? Uh two, I guess you should probably not listen if you don't want everything spoiled after that point, but Let's go around and see what people thought. We'll start with Mark Ellis. What did you think, uh, of Captain Marvel?
3: I thought it was okay. I <laughs> I wanted to really love it, or at least really, really like it, but I came out of the theater going, eh, it's all right. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, how about you, Aubrey?
2: I thought it was great. Um, it's it's an good origin story. However, there's you know, I just I miss the X-Men part of it.
0: We have to get to that point.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if we'll actually ever get to that point, but
2: it's a good origin movie.
0: Alright. Um I really, really liked it.
3: Of course you did. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? How much is Marvel paying you, man? Come on. <laughs> Not enough, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: i did really really like it though um it does have some problems that we'll talk about when we get into spoilers but uh it's it, it's not perfect don't get me wrong this isn't uh I, I didn't think it was as good as black panther or infinity war from last year obviously but um i i really liked it i thought it was good so yeah all right that's that any non-spoiler uh things you want to go over or should we just jump right into spoilers
3: uh, no, I think everything I want to talk about is kind is of spoilery. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all,
0: right. all right, drop the drop and let's spoil the crap out of Captain Marvel.
1: Spoiler alert, I have seen the future and I had to prevent it.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, let's go. What are we talking about here? All right, so let's talk about what we liked about the movie, uh, like really liked about it. Aubrey, what did you really love about this movie?
2: I loved... Captain Marvel's personality in the movie. Like she was always this self-assured, confident person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's much different than other uh, female characters, mostly because, so that have been portrayed in the movies, I should say, because she, she did a great job of being like, this is the norm, but I'm not the norm. This is how I am. I'm not going to change. And she didn't let other people influence her decisions and what she wanted to do. You know, she's just very driven and very self-assured. And I liked that. I really liked her personality Mm. and I thought that she was a really good role model. Um, So that was probably my favorite part of the movie.
3: Okay. All right. Joey, what about you? What was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, Brie Larson is (laughs)
0: very hot. Uh, I'm in love with her. And she is now my 2019 waifu, oh. replacing Alita after only like three weeks. Oh my
3: God. That was quick.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Alita. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's true. All of that's true. But um, yeah, I, I really liked uh, Samuel Jackson in the movie. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I thought the CG de-aging was something I was actually pretty worried about how it was going to work long form through a whole movie, not just a scene or, you know, they can hide it in different ways when it's just one scene in a movie. But there's no hiding it in this. He's a character in the movie up front. Yeah, (laughs) in broad daylight, too. Right. So I was very worried about how that was going to look. And it looked fucking fantastic. Honestly, the only time you even would have thought it wasn't him from... 30 years ago was when they were running.
3: <laughs> right. And, and some of the fight scenes.
0: <laughs> right. 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 All of a sudden you realize he's in his 70s. Right. But uh, other than that, I thought the CG was fantastic on that. And I really liked uh, Carol slash Captain Marvel after uh, she kind of became herself, I guess. Yeah. You
3: know? mm-hmm. I, I want to say I love the, all of the um, action scenes. I thought like all of the fight scenes were really cool. And interesting, um, I liked her attitude, uh, especially during the beginning one when she's running around with no shoes on, and she has those two like things stuck to her hands, and she's just beating up the bad guys that way. Uh, that I loved, and I loved the reveal of the scrolls of their their kind of uh, mission or story point. I thought Ben Middleson did an amazing job, uh, kind of flipping between. What you expected and what he actually turned out to be—I thought that was fantastic. So those elements I really, really liked, and probably the Stanley cameo is probably one of the one of my favorite ones
0: ever. <laughs> yes, the Stanley intro was uh, was fantastic. There wasn't a dry eye in the theater.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought some people would be applauding during it, but it was just like you know one or two people. I'm not saying if one of them was me, but just kind of heard the you know the slow clap. <laughs>
2: I was going to applaud, but then I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna be the only one." <laughs> <laughs> but I I saw that and I was like, oh, "I better tell Joey to bring
3: tissues." <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what did you guys think of the the storyline the the all around story from like point A to point B, uh, Joey?
0: Oh, um, I, I had no problem with the storyline. I just I, I feel like the first. Maybe half an hour of the movie 20 minutes of the movie Were like slow
3: mm-hmm.
0: Like brutally slow I really liked the uh, missions The Star Force went on They went on a mission to start And I liked that a lot That was really cool Actually uh, you, this will mean nothing to you Mark But uh, it reminded me Aubrey Of like a live action Mass Effect
2: Yes it actually, I was thinking the same exact thing Honestly
0: which warms the cockles of my heart. But um, that's a video game, by the way, Mark. So.
3: Oh, I, I know. I know. I used to work at one of those blockbusters. I, I understand.
0: <laughs> I, I get that reference. All right. Um, but just everything that happens kind of outside of the action seat beats in the first like half an hour are like, very long and drawn out. It felt like there was a lot of exposition. I'm not sure why it felt handled so awkwardly when in Black Panther well maybe because Black Panther wasn't Civil War but you know in Black Panther we still had to like get introduced to Wakanda and you know, because in, in Civil War you just met Black Panther he's this cool guy in a Panther suit he's badass blah blah blah, blah. they didn't get too much into it yep. in his movie you know they have to introduce Wakanda and all the aspects of the culture and blah blah blah, blah. and they were kind of doing the same thing here but it just didn't feel as I don't know where I'm looking for like It didn't flow as well, I guess. I'm not sure, but like the pretty much everything up until she gets on Earth outside of the action beats were kind of rough. Like I don't know, maybe that's
3: just me. Mm -hmm. What about you, Aubrey? How did you feel about the beginning of it?
2: Um, it it felt a little rushed. Like you know, one second she. Is a Cree and, and, you know, she's going, I, I did like the action sequences and I like how they go on a mission, but it, that like felt super fast. And then the rest of it was drawn out. So here she, I almost feel like you're not invested in her life there because mm-hmm. there's not enough time to be like, now I can see why she's really upset about having to, you know, turn her back on Jude Law. That was Jude Law, right? And that's just like right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yep. it was.
2: Yeah, like, and it, I didn't feel emotionally invested in that planet and in her life there. Um, instead, I did feel more emotionally invested in her life on Earth, which I'm sure was, you know, the intention. But it just the beginning felt kind of rushed.
3: Yeah, I didn't really connect too much to the beginning either. I mean, I think it was cool that they all went on a mission. And I liked the, the dude with the beard, I thought was pretty cool. Because uh, he, you know, him and... uh Jaimin Hansu had like a, a you know, little, little quip here and there, which I thought was amusing. But I didn't really care about those characters at all. And I didn't feel connected to them at all. So that when you get to the end of the movie and she has to go up against them, I'm like, Do I, should, I, should I care? Are they badass? Are they, were they well, friends? I, was, I, I don't stopped. get it.
0: They killed off Minerva because the uh, actress that plays her is smoking hot. Word.
3: But uh, I, did like, um, I did like all of the, the, the people that were part of that team um the, the The thing that I didn't like about the story is that it is it's pretty spread out like it has to be an origin story for Captain Marvel, uh, but it also has to be a prequel to you know the other m c u movies, but it also has to set up the next Avengers movie too, and it still has to function as an all around superhero movie. It has a lot of stuff that it has to do, and I don't think it nailed all of those well at all I didn't
0: think it needed to set up anything. Other than explaining what the beeper was for, (laughs) which I think it it did. (laughs) But uh, what did you guys think of the 90s setting? Did you feel like it wasn't used as much as it could have been?
2: I don't feel like they used the time. I love the soundtrack, loved the soundtrack. But I feel like the only connection to the 90s that you had was the Nine Inch nail shirt. I feel like that's the only reference I got. That was like in maybe the payphone and the blockbuster, but those were the only 90s references that I felt were there.
0: And the computers.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
0: But it it didn't feel like it needed, you know what I mean? Like it didn't, I thought it would be more kind of like a part of of the storyline other than, hey, remember blockbuster? Hey, remember computers take a long time to load? Hey, remember how much you liked Elastica? Like, okay.
3: Yeah. I, I honestly did remember how much I love Garbage, though. <laughs> and then that song came on. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I love that song. I used to love that album. I might have to. Even
2: Noah was dancing.
3: Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. you would think that the 90s would have played a more important part to the story. Uh, with her being so advanced, any kind of uh, roadblocks that she came across, with it being in the 90s, she was just able to, to quickly overcome it. Like the, the payphone
2: yeah, I I feel like they could have played it up just a little bit more rather than the subtle nods because I think if you play it up a little bit more, then we'll understand exactly how long she's been gone. Again, it, like now you're just piecing it together that it's been like twenty years or whatever. But to people who are people who weren't alive during the '90s and have no idea that it's set during the '90s, they're gonna look at it like that's weird. It's like watching Stranger Things. Why is it modern day times but old technology?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you guys think about the scroll's uh plot twist?
2: I liked it. It was different. Not really. It wasn't different, but I liked it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it in the context of the movie. Like I was fine with it in the movie. Yeah. But as a longtime comic book fan, and I'll echo the feelings of some other people I've talked to, it's frustrating because it seemed to take what our classic uh Marvel bad guys the scroll race and say, no, actually they're good people, let's go find them a home by. So it, it almost felt like it takes things off the table for later on. It's like Secret Invasion, it takes uh, you know Super Scroll for later on the Fantastic Four movies, like took that stuff off the table because the scrolls are good people.
2: Unless there's gonna be another plot twist and they're actually bad people that we now found a home.
0: Right. And and the thing is, it's like hashtag not all scrolls, but you know, like they're a whole race. So, you know, maybe in 1995, captain Marvel finds them a planet and then they become the scroll empire that we know as the bad guys later on because they, you know, kind of make a left turn somewhere. So, you know, it's not like it's out of the realm of possibilities. It was just, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting like an after credit scene with, uh, you know, hints uh, at secret invasion or something, and 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 it feels like a lot of cool future storylines suddenly got taken off the table because oh wait, the scrolls are actually good.
3: Yeah, and they spent a lot of time. I mean, even me without reading a bunch of the books, I understood scrolls to be the bad guys, and they spent a lot of time in a marketing telling you that scrolls are bad guys. But yeah, I do think that there is. I don't think all of those stories are quite off the table yet, Joey. I do think that this gives an opportunity for something to happen in one of the other movies uh maybe not necessarily captain marvel 2 but maybe in like um i don't know whatever whatever else they have coming down the line that something can happen to the scrolls and that will give one of them the opportunity to uh lead the other ones into becoming bad guys you know what i mean uh-huh. it'd give like will smith an opportunity to play a scroll and <laughs> take the lead of a movie and, and become a, play a really bad guy
0: Right. Well, you know, I'm just waiting in the future. Um, I'm sure we'll have a hero will die in a movie and the after credits will be their autopsy with their body turning into a scroll. So, yeah, that will be the because uh, that was how the uh, secret invasion storyline kickstarted. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I don't know. I can understand that. I didn't have a problem with it in the context of the movie or the MCU. It's just, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to divorce, you know, 40 All right, we'll call it 38 years of comic book reading from these storylines. So I didn't have a problem with it in the movie. It's just
3: a little frustrating. Mm -hmm. All right, so what'd you guys think of her best friend, uh, Maria Rambo, and her her daughter?
2: She's fucking awesome. (laughs) She's such a badass single mom.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Feel you, woman. Feel you.
3: I love that she just happens to have an airplane in her backyard that she works on every once in a while. Like some people have like old Corvettes or whatever, (laughs) she has a plane. She's awesome. Hey, Joey, what about you? What did you think of her?
0: Uh, I loved it. I liked her a lot. I actually wish we got more of her and her family and maybe a little less of the stuff in the beginning.
2: I <laughs> wish know? that she got married to Nick Fury. I guess no. I didn't. I really <laughs> wanted
0: it to happen. I just kept waiting to see if they're going to give any hint at how her daughter was going to get some powers, but,
3: you know. Uh, I loved the daughter. I thought she was probably one of my favorite characters in a whole movie she had so much personality and uh and i love the fact that she was just she's just ballsy and intelligent and like just uh it reminded me a lot of what i thought i would want in captain marvel you know what i mean like i'm looking forward to her eventually becoming captain marvel if that does happen down the road
0: i, I like that she was that way but not in a terrible like annoying kid way yeah yeah <laughs> if that makes sense right
3: yeah see that's one of the one of the issues i had with the character with captain marvel's character is that at the beginning of the movie she you know she wakes up she's having nightmares she confronts jew law and you know she's she's a badass you know that they they pretty much well established established that and then throughout the course of the movie she just continues to be a badass like there's no like real arc for her at least i didn't feel that I, i i i understand that you know she was told that she wasn't anything and and that she was insignificant. And it's something that she was told like her entire life. Uh, and she's able to realize that in the third act. But I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel it. For some reason, that message didn't quite, I don't know. I don't think they executed it well enough. She seemed like a badass at the beginning. She seemed like a badass that could fly at the end. Not much of an arc.
0: I, I feel you there. You know, I just wish we could have done something better in the, with the first, like, half an hour of the movie. And maybe it would have corrected a lot of these problems that, pop up a little bit later on so.
3: and I, i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit it's gonna i'm definitely gonna have to watch this movie again now that i understand what they were going for and i can kind of pattern pattern it out on my own um i'll definitely like it a lot more the second time but honestly i was confused of like the Cree, the scrolls uh the uh, the accusers like what was like Ronan's position in it uh the whole thing i'm just kind of like it, it, it was a lot for me to wrap my brain around, especially with them jumping back and forward in time. And without, mm-hmm. without the character having a strong arc, I, there was nothing for, for me to like latch onto. Everything was so scattered.
0: Right. And that's kind of why I was comparing it to Black Panther was there's a whole society of Wakanda and they show it to you. And it, it, yeah, it's not something you'd seen before, but you were able to say, okay, this person is this, this person is this, this is the queen. This is, um, Forrest Whitaker, you know, <laughs> like you right. understood what everybody's job was and what they were doing, like you, I, I didn't get that about Hala from this movie. Like the things I know about it, I know because I've been reading comics for thirty-eight years. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I really wish that had been done a little better. What
3: would you guys think of uh, a Ned Bening as Marvel?
2: I didn't mind it.
3: <laughs> this is
0: uh, a lot like the Scrolls um, in the context of this movie and the MCU and what they're going to. You know, what realistically is going to actually happen in comic book movies made for mainstream audiences? They were never, ever, ever going to have the real Captain Marvel in these movies. They weren't going to have six movies of him adventuring with the Avengers before we get to Carol. Like that was never going to happen, mm-hmm. ever. So that's fine. It's fine. I mean, I can understand why people would be upset. That she is Marvel, but it's just tempered expectations, I guess. I mean, I, I never, in my wildest dreams, would assume that they would have actually had Marvel in the movies. I, people had hinted that Jude Law was playing him, right? Which I guess would have been fine, um, but you know, it, it, they just went a different route with the origin story, and you kind of have to because Carol Danvers' backstory is convoluted and it's not very good <laughs> i mean let's be real here you know she was basically a spin-off of captain Marvel, and you know she got his 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 powers and she had a canceled series and then she really wasn't relevant until rogue stole her powers in x-men <laughs> a oh bunch of years later
3: is that the meme that's been going out seeing uh, rogue like putting like yes. bad reviews of Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's why Rogue can fly.
3: Yeah, that's oh, why shit.
0: Rogue can fly and has super strength. Oh wow! Yeah, she stole and and never gave him back for a long time. Then I don't know how much time do you have, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eventually, you know, they both got to keep them. So okay, but yeah. you know that's that was never gonna happen in the MCU, <laughs> never. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, maybe it will. Uh, Maybe something will happen with Rogue in Captain Marvel later on down the line. But, you know, I'm just assuming that when the X Men show up and eventually we get to Rogue, she's just going to fly and have super strength. And we're going to say that's what she has,
3: you know? Right.
0: So, again, you know, was I a little upset that that was what they did with Marvel? Of course I was. It was kind of lame. But at the same time, there was no way. There's just no way to put all of that huge storyline years and years and years and years of comics into an already overstuffed two hour movie. <laughs> like it just wasn't going to happen. So it's fine. It's fine. I was more upset we didn't get to see the true form of the supreme
3: intelligence. So. Yeah. Is that a big deal in a comic books? Um,
0: well, it's not a big deal, but the supreme intelligence is a big green floating head in a jar with <laughs> tentacles.
3: So. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they're, they're saving that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, you know, each person sees what they want to see. They don't actually see what it looks like. I wanted to see what it actually looked like in the, mm-hmm. the comics, but maybe we're building up for uh, Avengers operation galactic storm where, uh, they can fight the Kree. That may be a few years down the line. <laughs>
3: All right. So, um, what'd you guys think of goose and how, uh, Nick Fury lost his eye?
2: It's fucking so funny.
3: <laughs> what about you, Joey? Um, I am not a cat person. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I could give or take cats. I already knew about Goose's secret yeah. from reading the comics. Um, but I will say that both of the kids who didn't know that, they, uh, obviously my children I went to the movies with, they loved Goose the cat. They thought it was the best part of the movie.
3: <laughs> uh, they didn't freak out when he showed his, uh, his true form. No they were all laughing.
0: The whole theater like went wild when that happened. Wow, so we had a actually for a like Saturday morning screening, we had a pretty packed theater, and everybody seemed to love the movie. They all clapped at the end. They all laughed at the right parts. So everybody went wild when a goose used his tentacles um everybody laughed their asses off at um Nick Fury losing his eye that way mm-hmm. um I'm sure if I wanted to, I could come up with a thousand cooler ways for him to have lost his eye, but I think. Watching it in chronological order, knowing that that's what happened. And then they even kind of established at the end of the movie, like him telling stories that make it sound way more badass <laughs> <He> <laughs> lost it. Um, moving along in the future. So, yeah, that's fine. That was cool. I had no problem with it.
3: Yeah, it was really funny. It was a really simple joke and a really dumb joke. But it was it was funny. It was play for life. I still don't know why it scratched him though. Like, I don't He just picked it up like he's been doing for the whole the whole movie. Well, and the cat was just like all right, I'm telling done him, with you. it's not a cat. Stop treating it like a cat. It's
0: not a cat, and he didn't listen. So,
3: mm, but um, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. Uh, all right, so I think I don't know, Aubrey. What do you have? Anything else you want to say about uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Goose?
2: No, I just I thought he was hysterical. That was like Noah's favorite part. Oh, really? Now Noah has gotten to the point where he wants to see these movies with me. So we took him, and he thought that was like his favorite part. He thought that Goose was the best.
3: Nice. I did like it. I like it when it was, uh, it was floating in space. I thought that was pretty funny. But when, uh, when I, when when it opened up his mouth and those tentacles came out, I'm I'm sorry, I was creeped out. I was creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, so what did you guys think of the two after credit scenes?
2: I loved them. I thought they were like just enough to be really like, you get to see how, she comes into play, which we've all been waiting for. So now it's like that little bit of satisfaction before Endgame, um, and then you see how they got the Tesseract out of out of Goose.
3: Mm-hmm. Was I the only person doing like mental jumping jacks, trying to figure out how the Tesseract pl- got into that spaceship in the '90s? <sighs> we okay, were
1: discussing.
2: Ready?
3: <laughs> Everybody ready? Yeah. Okay, the Red Skull finds a
0: Tesseract in Captain America, the first Avenger. Right. He gets sent to crap. What was the name of that planet? Vormir? Sure. Okay. From trying to use it at the end of first Avenger, Captain America crashes the plane in the ocean. Yep. Howard Stark finds a Tesseract. Yep. The Tesseract is then given to project Pegasus to research and use towards their light speed engine, which is then stashed on a spaceship by Marvell. All right
3: why would ha- <laughs> wow. so why would stark give up this amazing energy thing to project pegasus for well no, the they next, were like, using 50, it at shield 20 years. and project pegasus is part of shield okay see that part i didn't quite connect cuz i know nick fury is the agent of shield but he didn't understand what pegasus was like when they went into the um when he actually went into the place
0: Right. Well, that base that they went into is the same one that Loki showed up in at Avengers that then got destroyed and sunk into the ground.
3: Right. Right. But the, the way that they set it up, Pegasus and Nick Fury's shield were two totally separate entities. At least that's the way that I under that's the way that it, it was presented to me. But again, I was confused through most of the movie. Don't worry. It
0: all makes sense. <laughs> I'll send you the
3: article. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm sure it does, but I'm like, oh, there's a test rock again. Wait, when th- the last time we saw it, Thanos had it. So in the 90s, it would have been I just couldn't put it between where Stark found it in the 40s and Nick Fury's lunchbox. Oh, Jesus. That was just
0: why? <laughs> I thought it was funny.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a whole nother story about that. All right. So, Joey, what did you think about the uh, the end credit scene?
0: Oh my god, dude. I'm ready to run through a fucking brick <laughs> wall like right now for Endgame. game. I can't wait. I'm almost like nervous though. I almost don't want Endgame game to come. Yeah. Because I'm scared. Like if a... something bad happens to like Captain America.
3: Oh jeez. You've been saying that for like two years now, man.
0: <laughs> I know I'm so nervous <laughs> about
3: it.
0: As long as he can lift Thor's hammer and say Avengers a symbol, I will be happy with whatever happens in the rest of the
3: movie. Okay.
0: The rest of the movie could be a musical. I don't fucking care. Just give me those two things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that was probably my favorite part of the entire movie. Um, oh, the whole thing was like I felt like the entire movie was just a big commercial <laughs> for Avengers oh, Endgame. Like, okay, you want to know how Captain Marvel? You want to know how Captain Marvel plays a part in Endgame? Here you go. We're gonna make a two-hour commercial, and then we're gonna show you exactly why at the end of it.
0: Yeah, the beeper shuts off, and then she's just there. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, looking pretty good. I'm like, all right, yeah. all right Brie Larson. All right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the cat puking up the Tesseract. Yeah, sure, whatever. It like That was funny. That's a joke that you see coming a mile away.
0: Right. And remember in uh, the first Avengers, uh, Bruce Banner asks if Nick Fury wants the Hulk to eat the Tesseract.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hashtag it's all connected. <laughs>
0: Awesome. All right. Well, then let's get some scores here. at a scale of uh, 0 to 5, with 0 being the worst and 5 being the best, Aubrey.
2: I would give it uh, probably a 3.75. Okay.
3: Markellis. Uh I I wanted to hold off my review until I see it again, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with a 3. Mm,
0: okay. Okay. Um, I gave it a four point two five out of five. I was at a f- I was at a four, so I would say it was about equal to how I felt about Alita Battle Angel. But I am just madly in love with Brie Larson, wow. so it got an extra point two five.
3: And yet I you, just you don't like Scott Pilgrim, where she was at her like peak hotness.
0: No, nah, dude, she is smoking in this movie, and I just I just have a thing for strong women with blonde hair. I mean.
3: Oh, yeah. man, if she had wore wear glasses, that would have been it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would have to just furiously start masturbating in the theater. Sorry, kids, look away. <laughs> so where do you slot this in your MCU? You don't have to like go through and rank all the movies, but you put this at the top of your MCU movies, the middle, the bottom. Aubrey?
2: i probably put it towards the top.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, The bottom. Wow. Like almost I, – I, like I said, I have to see it again to make a really informed decision. But right now, it's close to the bottom three. Wow.
0: That's crazy. I, I'd probably say in the middle somewhere I'd have to, I'd really have to sit down and rewatch a lot of the movies. <laughs> yeah. But right in that, like Ant-Man, Ant-Man Wasp, Dr. Strange, yep. uh, Iron Man three-ish mid-tier, the hard part of ranking the movies, the middle, I'd, yeah. I'd put it in there somewhere. So cool. Awesome. Well, that is our review of Captain Marvel. Uh, why don't we go around and get some recommendations from the hosts and we'll wrap this up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners this week?
2: It's a good question. I think everybody should go watch Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything really productive that other people may enjoy. I mean, if you're a woman, go watch Working. If you have kids, go watch Working in Moms. Um, it's pretty good. It's not the best. Like, I wouldn't say it's hands down like the most amazing show out there, but it does have its moments where I laughed really hard.
3: Sweet. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, Yeah, I haven't really watched anything at all this week. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time making these little one minute video clips. I love those. (laughs) (laughs) it's only one minute, but it takes a lot of time. So that's what I've been been working on. But I would say uh, get caught up with uh, Arrow before it's off the air. Uh, I definitely recommend the crossover episodes. And uh, if you have Netflix, you can uh, map them out and just watch, you know, whichever Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl episodes are tied together. Uh, Figure it out and then just watch those episodes if you don't want to watch the whole season. Uh, But I would say uh, get caught up on Arrow.
0: All right, sweet. Well, I will recommend everybody go to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts right on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, check us out on the Pulse Podcast Network or just about anywhere under the sun you get your casted pods will be there. Don't forget, you can support the show through Patreon at patreon.com backslash sowizardpodcast and get yourself exclusive episodes of the podcast. No one else gets, only our patrons. Patreon.com backslash sowizardpodcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Weekly brand new content on there coming straight from Adam Wallyhawk himself. I believe he's working his way through Steven Spielberg's filmography uh showing different things about that and there's another series where him and his wife jackie watch action movies she's a huge uh brazilian jujitsu and fighting fan so they break down the movies and the action scenes in them so it's some really cool stuff on there check it out on youtube just search so wizard podcast i will recommend you dig through your long boxes and get out your old issues of umbrella academy and sell them on ebay because (laughs) perfect (laughs) Um, no, I <laughs> recommend uh, one, go see Captain Marvel. Um actually go see pay for a ticket to see Alita Battle Angel and then sneak into Captain Marvel so we can get a sequel to Alita because I don't think it's gonna happen.
3: <laughs> now the, the 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 Chinese receipts haven't come in yet, so there's still a chance. It's not gonna happen. Damn it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> they just spent way too much money on it, unfortunately. So we'll just have to eat oranges on our own. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's really my only recommendation this week. Go check out Captain Marvel. And if you've seen Captain Marvel and you haven't seen Alita, check that out. Maybe watch the Umbrella Academy. We all saw that and it was fantastic. Lots of back catalog episodes of the show. It's on the Podbean app. That's the only place if you go on Podbean, you can get all the way back to episode one. God knows why you'd want to listen back that far, but... You know, that's the only place to find them. You only get about 20 episodes on iTunes. So that's all I got. So that, my friends, is going to do it for episode 240 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts have been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans.
3: Last time I trusted a cat, I lost an eye. Wakanda, <laughs> Wakanda forever.
0: This has been episode number 240 of the so Wizard podcast. Remember, friends, future events such as these may affect you in the future. We'll see you next week. Good journey.